0: you're listening to the just jazz and co podcast the show where you hear the how why and what of ambitious careers with me just jazz and many guests i'm a multi-passionate wildly ambitious lover of tea and r&b i'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching yep you heard me desire no shame or secrets about it Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So, what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of the Just Jazz and Co podcast. Today I have another guest with me that I'm really excited to sit down and talk to. Today I've got Zoe Mallett. Hi Zoe. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, Before we hit record, I was just like, yeah, there's so many things that we can get into. So without further ado, can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, I'm Zoe Mallett. Uh, I run my own business. Um, I Everything I do sits under the umbrella of psychology. So mm. I work with people in lots of different capacities to basically help people understand themselves a little bit better and therefore enjoy their lives a little bit more and be able to live um, a little bit better. So I work with people one-to-one. So I'm an accredited coach. So I coach people and that's around really helping people understand who they are. So not the surface level stuff that we generally know about ourselves, but the really deeper stuff that helps us understand our thoughts, um, our behaviors and our emotions. And mm. I'm also a culture consultant. So I go into businesses and I help businesses understand how they can help their teams Feel more engaged, feel more psychologically safe, feel more emotionally attached to the product or the service that they're selling, and just generally make the workplace a happier, more productive place to be. Um, I also create a lot of content, so um, I—that's a way of me being able to help people really understand and simplify what happens in their in their. thought processes and to be able to break down mental health be able to break down psychology um because there are lots of simple there's lots of simple techniques that we can do that we can do uh that really can help us in quite a mammoth way but we're just not taught it so that's Mm. what my content aims to create and and through like the talent side, um, I work with brands, uh, running workshops, I do some brand collaborations. Um, and then finally, um, another uh, part of my, of my business is I run a charity called Coachhood. So that is a charity that helps people who are from environments where they wouldn't generally have access to things like coaching. Um, mm. So we give them coaching for training for a year, which is free for them. And we match them with coaches that look and sound like them. Um, So these, the the people we work with are generally aged between about 16 to 24, um, who have, you know, shown adversity, have been shown adversity in some way or form. Um, And again, that sits under that umbrella of psychology and, and just trying to help people understand themselves a little bit more. That is huge.
0: And I love the fact that it's just so holistic, right? Because I think mm. it's easy as a coach to work with the individual. And in that sense, doing that work gives you so much insight into what it looks like when these individuals then go into their world of work and yeah. kind of need to approach it from all angles. And then also in terms of coachhood, um, this is a conversation I was actually having with a friend the other day where it's like, if I had been introduced to coaching when I was like 15, 16, oh, I would yeah. be And it's not to say like it gives you some magic wisdom where life never gets hard and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's just tools to navigate what is on that journey. Like invaluable, Mm. invaluable. Coaching when I was like, when was I? Well, not even like when was I? Six years ago is when I discovered coaching, and then Mm. I like like three months after so pretty much like I'm in my 30s now so it's a pretty solid amount of life has happened without yeah. those yeah top-
1: <laughs> yeah it's so true and like, I always I say that as well like I wish that there was because you just learn so much about yourself through coaching like that mm. I had a similar journey to you actually like I, I only knew about coaching really for like the last five years I got into it through somebody I used to know um, who had coaching? I'd never heard of it before. The only thing I'd really heard about is therapy on like American like
0: like films. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sofa and the plants and its pastels. Yeah,
1: but it was all like there was still a lot of the talk around therapy was a lot of you know that only certain people need to go to that and that there should be not everybody was it accepting of going to that um, and I. As soon as I started doing my, my my coaching training, I just learned so much about it. And after I finished my, my training, I mean, I did a, a year's training um, in house and academy, but so it was really intense. But that whole time, I, when I finished, I was like, do you know what? I don't care if I didn't do anything with it because I've learned so much about myself. And I used to think I was a really good listener and I wasn't. Uh, I definitely wasn't. Like, I got, I, was taught how to listen in and you know and you'll know this as well like you're taught to listen in such a different capacity and now uh, can you clock when people aren't actually listening to you I'm like, i know you haven't like li- i know it hasn't sunk in i know that it hasn't sunk
0: in online and offline by the way folks <laughs>
1: so need- yeah so like it's just it just teaches you it can teach you so much about yourself and we're our biggest barriers right we're the people that block ourselves the most and if everybody just had the opportunity to be able to really spend focused amounts of time on themselves for over you know over a period of a few weeks and a few months like you learn techniques that you can then carry on into your into your day-to-day which is just like so important
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, 100%. Inside my um, membership community, I've got a podcast episode on how being a coach made me a better girlfriend. And literally the whole episode is about the fact that I actually learned to listen and that just like changed the game in our relationship. We're not like argued or anything like that. So it wasn't like I went from like zero to 100, not listening, da 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 It was just the quality of our conversations and our interactions actually improved. And that was the first thing he said. He goes yeah, you you don't interrupt me as much and you, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And that's because I'd literally just spent a whole day learning to listen.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting you say that because like, it does really, it does teach you to just pause a little bit and also Mm -hmm. just answer something that that person has said. Because what we tend to do is, you'll know this, but we we hold thoughts in our mind because we're hearing somebody talk, It sparked a thought. We want to say that thought, so we keep it in our head. And then as soon as you, so that person's finished, we say, oh, well, yeah, but this happened to me this one time. And it's yeah. like you're not actually acknowledging that that person said anything. Yeah. And you have to pause and be like, oh, okay, I really hear you. Like, oh, I hear what yeah. you're saying. And then talk about
0: you and talk about like your in, you know your add to that conversation or that comment yeah oh my gosh 100 percent. so okay so you mentioned five years ago coaching came into your life like what was the journey to that point like what has your career journey been
1: i always struggled with like working out what i wanted to do when i was really young i wanted to be a tv presenter and that was like my dream and I did, did. I wasn't really around like anybody who was in that world of work. Like my parents, are like they work in. My, my dad works in trade. My mom works at the NHS. I mean, they're retired now, but that's what they they did at the time. So there was nobody creative around me, and it was. I guess it was a bit of like a pipe dream. Um, I moved to London to go to a university and do telev- television production because I was like, that's the closest thing to being a TV presenter. Um, and I, my, my in my head I was like, I'll go to London, do the t- television production course, meet loads of people in TV, and then just become a TV presenter. Um, yeah. and,
0: and, be yeah. like you, you, on screen. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: exactly. You with the camera, you get in front of the camera, which like, was obviously a bit of a pipe dream. Um, but, I then started auditioning at my university because they had like a university TV channel, and I had to read um, off the teleprompter. And I'm really dyslexic, but I didn't know at this point that I was dyslexic. And I okay. remember it going really fast, and like there were quite a lot of words I couldn't pronounce. Mm. And I went. I was so unconfident in that moment. I was really embarrassed. And then I was like, it's not for me. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, mm. And then I left London, came back to Bristol, which is where I'm from. Did not know what I wanted to do. Then I decided to go to back to uni. I uh, went to uni at University of Sussex. I basically only went because I, I was working at Starbucks at the time. I mm. didn't know what else I was going to do that was like it was a very like done thing at that point that like everybody went to uni um mm. and one of my mates went there and i went to visit her and i had a really good night out that's literally what happened so i was like i'll just go there and i went there and i did media practice and i chose that course because it was all practical and there was no exams and i didn't know i was a mm. selector up until this point so i was just choosing anything that meant i didn't have to sit in an exam and be tested and I thought practical stuff that's fine like I can go away and do that on my own and I can spend weeks on it um rather than obviously be forced in a short amount of time so I then got to that uni and then I found out I was dyslexic so like quite a lot of stuff made sense because before I just thought I was really stupid um I didn't really understand why it took me so long to get certain things why I couldn't read as fast as everybody else why people found seemed to like things seemed to click for other people um quicker and that was probably like quite a pivotal time in my life because it it didn't boost my confidence because I still obviously had to work really hard at certain things but um it definitely made me more aware of the decisions that I was making after that um so I was doing media practice for a bit that was really fun Uh, I was making like documentaries and um like radio shows and and then after uni I started working in the events industry so I was working um for a creative events agency so I was working with a lot of fashion beauty and lifestyle clients and I thought it was like super glamorous and I thought I was going to love it. Um, And it was like, I went to some of like amazing parties. I met some really like lovely people. It really set me up. Working in like the events industry, which is super high paced. You have to be, your attention to detail has to be mad. Um, Yeah. Definitely I can see nowadays how it's like set me up and like marketing now for my own business is like that's helped as well, but it's not glamorous at all. It's like, yeah, long hours like unsociable hours like the parties you're throwing yeah they're really good but like you can't really like chill do you know what I mean you're like sorting everything out for everyone so I did that for a few years and I was just really unfulfilled and like I loved the event element in terms of the fact that I was around people all the time I could talk to people um I in the agency I was working in, I could really like be myself and show my personality and I'm quite outgoing So I liked that element of it, but then I just felt a bit stuck. I was like, I don't feel that this is really what I'm supposed to be doing. And Mm. it was really hard work. It like, like physically hard work. And there were so many things I missed for my my friends and my family. So I was looking for something else. And then, yeah, somebody I knew at the time had a coach through their charity work. And then I was like, maybe I'll speak to this coach. And I went and met her and she was amazing. She was like this woman who was like in her 70s. She was super wise. She'd been all around the world. She'd spoken to like hundreds of thousands of different people. Uh, and I was like, I was like, yo, I just thought she was really cool. Um, and the coach, I had like a, a bit of a coaching session, but like I just had a little bit of a feel for it. It wasn't really a coaching session, just like a feel for it. And then I was like, oh, this sounds like interesting. Maybe I'll investigate a little bit more, tried to find some coaches that were a bit more relatable to me and I couldn't really find any. Um, yeah. So then I went on a coaching taster day and I just loved it. Like I had a really good time. I We were like practicing, coaching and that was just one of the first times I felt like, oh, I'm like, I'm really good at this. And it's actually something I really enjoy. Um, so I signed up to the course and I, it was a year long course, which at first I was like, this is wild. It's quite like a, it's quite like an intense, like pace that we had to work at. And I was like, I can't work in the events industry anymore because I need to be, it was once every month, it was every four days. And then in between we had to do a certain amount of work. So I was like, I can't work in the events industry. I found a job as an office manager because I thought, if I can work in the events industry, I'll have this transferable skills, yeah, to work in an office and it's like more, you know, like nine to five and you can get a pretty good salary for an office manager. So I trained to be an, oh, I worked at this company being an office manager. I was training to be a coach at the time. And then through that office manager role, I was just very good at working with people. And then I basically worked, I created a, a team for myself um and became the head of culture for that company so that was a global company um had 140 plus people in uk new york uh paris um hong kong and i was heading up the culture department for for that company and that was really yeah. useful in terms of like my coaching because i was actually focusing a lot on people and my coaching yeah. skills are really good for it and the team there were amazing, they're called Plum Guide. Um, they were so supportive of like my journey and my and my career in that, it, within, uh, sat within, within them. And then I always knew I wanted to like run my own business or do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what I'll do is I'll keep training to do, to be a coach. And then my aim was to, once I'd started like building up a client base to go part-time at Plum, and then to eventually leave Plum. And I was really transparent with with them. And mm-hmm. they were amazing. They were like, let's just do what you need to do here to be able to like, set yourself mm-hmm. up, which I think all workplaces should be like because not um, everybody's going to stay and we should be setting everybody up for success. And through them allowing me and giving me that space, it 100% made me work way harder because... Yeah. I was like, okay, I can use this opportunity to the best of my ability and I can test all these things out because I know um, that I'm going to take all of that and then start my own company. Um, and I think that was just how like open-minded and innovative that company is. Um, they allowed me to do that. So that was also huge. I was really fortunate to be in that position because I'm very aware that there are lots of companies that wouldn't have been like that.
0: they um, wouldn't. They'd feel threatened by it. Like, it's a conversation I have with corporate clients that i work with to say like your workplace should be somewhere that people graduate from like Mm. nobody leaves they actually graduate i.e they go i'm looking for new opportunity like you know like nobody's noticed surprise because you've got that culture and that relationship
1: yeah exactly and then then like that cultivates you wanting to do the best you can Mm. and it just cultivates as well like people challenging themselves a little bit more um Mm. And, you know, nowadays, it, it's typically people stay in companies, you know, two, three years. As yeah. as the de- demographic gets older, then that usually is a little bit longer. Um, but generally nowadays, people are moving in through companies right. at a different space. And you might as well, for that time, get the most out of them and support them. And also for like societal, reasons and I talk about this all the time with um, my culture consulting uh, clients that you know I think companies have a responsibility when they're employing people to make sure that they're looking after people uh, and instilling healthy habits inside and outside of the workplace and if you're able to do that with a group of people then it has such a ripple effect on it so mm-hmm. it means that if I'm feeling psychologically safe and supported in my workplace and I know it's a place that I can go to and lean on then that's firstly and foremost obviously it's going to make me do my job better therefore it's going to increase sales profitability etc. But also it means that then I go home and I'm nicer to my housemate or I'm nicer Mm. to my partner or I am navigating in society a little bit a little bit better right. So that's a responsibility that I feel that um, employers have. And I think it's so important to just try and push people up because we're all, most of us are here for the same reason, right? Have a good life, do our best, do some work, enjoy our time before we kick it, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're
0: here for a good time, not a long time.
1: <laughs> exactly, so I'm just like, why don't we all just try and like, help each other? Like, it just it makes more sense that way.
0: Yeah, um, 100%. So, wait, when, so they gave you that space, essentially, to make it what you needed it to be for that season. So how long was it, I guess, before you went part-time? And, like, what was that sort of journey like for you?
1: So it was really interesting because i started... I'd started, you know, creating that role around culture. Um, I started my coaching training. And then I'd actually got to a point where I'd finished the training. I had like a month off because the training and running like a job, doing a job, a new job full time is, is was really intense. So I had a bit of time off. So a couple of things happened in my personal life where I just needed to like tap out for a little bit. And then mm. I started recording some content and making content for my Instagram page, which was mainly just to like help people just to give people the, the the tools and the tips that I'd learned through coaching. And then COVID happened. So Mm. that meant, you know, my job was very like office based. And obviously we went, um, we weren't fully remote and half of my job, a little bit of my job basically meant that I had more more free time right i was still working on the culture and it was incredibly important at that time because we had, yeah. to let, let to, we had to let go of a lot of people we had to manage people you know working from home but I got put on furlough so I was working a part-time furlough so I was working part-time and then I had um like two or three days off a week so then I was like in the, that time I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to actually like start my business. So yeah. my business started from there, really. And I had then there was points where I got put on furlough full time for a couple of months, um, and that was I'm really fortunate that that I was put in that position in, in terms of like building a business because mm-hmm. for the first six for the first six months to a year I wasn't working very much, but I was getting a salary from my mm. furlough pay so yeah. um, I was able to just like really put in the groundwork for the business and then when they asked they were like you don't want to come back full time do you when things start to kick off again and I said no and they said like I would love to have you back part time we know we've only got you for like a couple more years because we know that you're going to want to do your own thing but how about we just work together so that like it works for both of us? Which again was like really lovely. Um, was really lovely that that happened. So I feel like I had like a head start in business because yeah. I had this opportunity where I had a lot of free time. Um, yeah. I wasn't. It, it wasn't meant. I didn't mean that I had to make a certain profit because I was getting. Mm-hmm. I was getting paid. Um, so I'm very privileged and I'm very fortunate that I was in that position. Um, and that's basically how my business blossomed like it started from an instagram page i started doing um low cost coaching to help people through covid and then it's just developed into how it is now steadily over the last couple of years and then six months ago um i went full time with the business um and now it's just about yeah trying to make the business sustainable uh trying to scale it um hmm and you know business uh, as you know business evolves in so many ways that you don't think it's right. going to yeah. so it's just about now my aim is just trying to like keep up with that and adjust into you know it's it's hard going from having a salary every month to then having to make a certain amount every
0: month um you're making you are quite literally like I yeah do a client here client here a bit of space okay Okay. Yeah it's
1: so true and like especially like this stage of my business like like my time is is my money um at this space ba- at this stage you know in time like I want to sell products and be able to make my time stretch a bit further but at this point it's literally like my time is, is it, it might I'm the money <laughs> so yeah. I have to be somewhere to be making that amount of money um And yeah, just you know, navigating
0: navigating that. This episode is brought to you by Just Jazz Private Coaching, the six-month one-to-one experience for high achievers to carve their unique careers free from burnout, overwhelm, and underwhelm. With challenging and curious conversations, we get knee-deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell yeah career instead of a career that feels meh. If this sounds great to you, book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching, where we will map out the what and how of working together. There's so much in what you said. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is just, I just want to thank you for being honest about your journey. And in some ways, the part the pandemic played, because I find mm. I talk to people starting a business or something and they're comparing themselves to people who started in that period or who were operating in that period my business has been going since 2018 the pandemic created this like blizzard of activity that otherwise wouldn't have been there and I had to be honest about that like I sat down with my accountant and I was like that was a blip I'm okay with it being a blip because I'm here for the journey but I think it brewed a lot of insecurity in people when they then launch maybe the year after or are launching now and they're just like, but I've got a friend who their business did this in the first six months and the first 12 months. And it's like, first of all, it, that is unrealistic. Like mm-hmm. there's data to show that that's unrealistic. And second of all, okay, this is why it's important to see more people say, yeah, Panny D on the business positive people were online so they found me people were listening to stuff so they found yeah. me I was doing all things like people invited me for a webinar I was on it let's go let's go let's go do you know what I mean and whether that's like paid or not paid I was just for me personally I was doing a lot even though my business was established and it's the same with me because I was then at mm. home I was seeing other stuff and buying into services and programs and stuff so yeah. I think it's so to kind of explain like this was a privilege this is a privilege like even for me At the time of recording, I've left my previous full-time job and I'm looking for another one. But I know that it's always been a privilege that my previous job understood that I had my business. I could get time off at a very last minute. I could flex my shifts as long as my work kind of got done and stuff like that. And that gave me a leg up as a quote-unquote side hustler to be able to have the blend. Yeah. Um, And I think those are the nuances again when people kind of go oh my gosh how did you get that partnership deal and you did that and you did this and this person it's just like because yeah. I was about what it could be because these circumstances over there were there and whether that is uh, rent's already paid yeah so I, I this get is it yeah do certain things otherwise we not have time to do right yeah. and it's just stuff like that that I think yeah we can kind of get into our heads and not see the other side of the story and the the privilege that just aren't always like oh I had six months savings in my account it's like time is a huge privilege like even myself yeah. being in jobs taking some time out huge privilege like I'm just like oh my gosh I get to like spend some time on my business yes I'm mm-hmm. applying for jobs like this week we're to do strategy we're gonna do a launch plan I'm gonna create a new product I'm gonna you know and it's like enjoying that time mm-hmm. to then give privilege.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel as well that, you know, some businesses do just like blow, right. As soon as they, as soon as they kick off and sometimes people don't even know why that happens or they're just selling a really good product or there's a gap in the market for that. That's really needed. Or they've built up a lot of client base and contacts before, like before starting their business. Um, But yeah, there was definitely a lot that I gained from the position I was in, in COVID, that absolutely has got my business to where it is today. And my mm. business would not be as far as it is if I had to spend the last, you know, three years working full time because I, before I went part time, working full time, as I'm sure lots of people can relate to, and then trying to start a business is incredibly hard and I was finding it really hard and I was trying to do things on some weekends but then some weekends I'd flop and then I'd want to do this weekend you know I was also like I was in my like mid-20s right so I was I was still like my mind was not on really starting a successful business my mind's like I want to go I want to be out I want to be like chilling I want to be with my mates um, so I was like navigating all of that and then it just would have been really hard financially for me to go down to part time. Um, but it was just, I don't know, a time and a place like, um, and I just took that opportunity because I knew that I wasn't probably going to get an opportunity like that again. Um, Mm. and I like throughout, like, especially on the, um, on furlough when I wasn't working full time, like had my mate moving in with me and, um, she's a stylist a lot of her work finished she was like this is a holiday man because she like you know stylist working like a lot back to back um and she was like every day i was like working and she was like she was like you're working like so hard but i was treating it like a full-time job like i was like even though it was my we... inbox was dry no one was sliding into my DMs, my inbox at all and i was just like getting up i was making sure i was at my desk for like half eight nine i was working at my desk until like six i was like everything i could possibly do i was trying to do and i did that for uh for a good like six months to a year and then when i went back to part time where i was in the office like two days a week um then working from home a day those other two like i was working two and a half three days i was working like six days six and a half days a week still trying to balance that and I was still like having to put in a lot of time a lot of effort um and you know it, it eventually obviously starts paying off but my business isn't where I want it to be at the moment like it's a gradual process um there's only so much you can do with with one person and um, mm. and it will always be evolving which I've definitely learned over the last six months well actually no the, uh, reflecting on my business over the last like two years two and a half years that like it's yeah. always going to be evolving and even if something seems to fit for three months or six months that is literally going to change and I think that's going to happen a lot quicker I think that change is going to as time goes on it's going to happen a lot quicker than
0: it has been even though it feels quick already that's one thing that I wanted to ask about, because I think even just hearing your career journey, it seems that at any given time you knew what you wanted so that you could actually articulate it. I think I find that we were these progressive organisations and then they rock up and we're just like, mm, nothing. And like, you just went for it. You were just like, yeah, nah, part time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, you, you showed up for the opportunity because you were just like, if you gonna ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. and. Will take it from how has that been for you now kind of running your business full time like having a plan and having a goal but then also kind of having the ebbs and flows of what happens and what doesn't happen
1: yeah I feel like that's another thing that's really fortunate about me as a as a, just a, like guess a person like um mm-hmm. and especially a business owner is that I'm very much like If I decide something in my head, like I would just I will start it straight away and I'd be like, Cool, let's go, let's run with it. Um and I don't wait, I don't sit and I don't do research and I don't ask lots of people and I don't really plan things out. I'm like, No, I've decided I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna run with it. And that's the beauty of, you know, owning the business yourself, right? Is that you can just decide whenever you want that you can change things. There's obviously downsides to that, right? Because there are some things that I've just ran with. Where actually, if I was just a bit more patient, I could have got some advice, or you know, asked some other people to get in on it to see if how they could if they could support, or you know, just offer any insights from their perspectives. So there, there's like highs and lows to that. But I've always been yeah that person who is just I'm like okay I'm going to do it so then I go and do it. Um, that's always been naturally in me. And I think, mm. again, like that's, I'm really fortunate that I have that trait. Um, my dad's very much like that. So I, I get a lot from my dad. Like my mum works super hard as well. Like they've always worked throughout the whole of their lives. I've always seen them working. Um, and I've probably picked up a lot of it from that as well. My brother's yeah. the same, he works super hard. Um, so, Unfortunately, I've also got like that mindset, because I know that sometimes that mindset is really hard to tap into. Um, but yeah, at the same time, the, the, the downfall of that is that I'm just like, I'm just, oh, just going to go for it. And I don't really think too things through too much. But I mean, it's got my business to where it is today.
0: Well, yeah, I, yeah there's so much in what you said where I'm just like, yeah, that's me. And like yeah. even with my friend who's a marketing consultant the other day. And I was just like, so I have this community that I never really launched. I just kind of put it there. And it's just, if you know about it, you know about it. And she was just like, okay, perhaps maybe there's a bit of a lead up and a launch around it. And I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that in April. I'm talking to her in March, by the way. And she's just like, any particular reason, April. And I was just like... Just, yeah, just do me. it. Like, <laughs> what? I don't want wanna- to sit on this. Yeah, like, vibes. And then I've gone... <laughs> I've gone to do it and like built it out and gotten so excited, and then stepped back and gone. This doesn't need to be April because this is like weighing heavy on my brain now, and it doesn't feel fun. Yeah, I have to learn that. Like three weeks, but like my default is always "skip popping, let's go." And actually, what I'm doing is tricking my brain by actually creating all of the content and all of that stuff. So it still feels like it's happening now. Yeah because i'm creating it now but it's not going to go out until i've got time to do all of it and like um i'm like really grateful i've got support in my business so even Mm. like outside sections of it so that it's like really something that i'm proud of and it's really comprehensive as opposed to basically what it is now which is like if you know you know if you saw the post you saw the post yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, work, yeah. work like that so it's almost like okay default but like with some guardrails and some, oh, this is a little mm. bit exhausting. And again, okay, move out by a week. Mm, not not move out by two weeks. Oh, juicy again. And I think I've learned that that's a little bit of, A, my personality, B, completely relating to you. My dad's like that. Like yeah. I grew up in a house where it was like, we create stuff. Mm. Like, as it? We created. Like, if you want to have a dinner party, you ho- we're the hosts of the dinner party. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember moving into my current family home and like, it's like, it had walls. My dad knocked through all the walls and stuff. And like my parents were always really clear. They were like, we don't have like, we've given you the best that we can. We don't have all the money in the world to do all of the wonderful, lavish stuff. But we've always prided ourselves on having a home where if you wanted to gather, all your friends can come. You want the house party up we set it up like we we are set up to be the home that people can kind of come to and chill and vibe and create those memories there and it and I think there's that energy that has carried through a lot and then Mm -hmm. also my they suspected I'm gonna say 99.9% suspected ADHD oh the
1: shiny (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. I hear you Uh, all of that
0: in my business just like has got it to where it is and then now where it's like okay when I get to the next level I can't just get up at 3am and do stuff because I want to deliver for a client at 10 and I'm going to be shattered. I need to like talk to myself and be like jazz. Mm. Write, yeah. Write it down. Go back to sleep. Cause you, you have like sensible structured things to do today. And yeah. the idea and the inspiration and moving at the pace that you want to, cause it is a gift. Thousand percent is a gift. Mm. Like, who are like yeah so I'm just gonna like think about it and then I found some like journals about it and blah 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 and I'm there like I love you babes but please just take one step because I also see it as I don't want you to do a bunch of research and then talk yourself out of it when it could be really cool or like mm. I having yeah. empathy for the different ways of doing stuff but yeah hear
1: definitely- you. yeah I feel like that like that the tweaks of like ADHD you mentioned, you know, it's similar with dyslexia. So that I like just if you've got if you're dyslexic, you'll get bored really quickly, and that is definitely it's always been a huge part of my personality. When I'm like, I'm kind of done now, I want to move on to the next thing. People are like, huh? But like, you're just getting really good at, it. and I'm like, I'm not here to like, I'm just here to do my thing for a little bit. And when I get bored, I've am tapped out. And I'm actually, my, I'm working with my coach at the moment who, she's like, how about we just sit in like, you being bored and see what new things you can discover in that. And I'm like, my mind is like, uh uh-uh, don't try this on me. But I'm like, I'm gonna try and like, I'm gonna try and do that because Sometimes that hopping from one thing to another constantly, like it can feel quite chaotic. And like, I'm just, t- I'm trying to live a simple, peaceful life going forward. Like that's what I'm trying to like bring into my life. But then sometimes I sit there in that 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 peace and that quiet, and I'm like, so what do you lot do here? Yeah, what do you it's lot so- do in the
0: stillness? Oh, looks- live yeah, I like lab. I'm just, <laughs> I've wanted this for years, yeah. I've I've reached the
1: top. I'm with you. What we doing? Because I can't do this. I'm coming back down. No. Well, I'm like, I want to stay there, but yeah, I am a little bit like. <laughs> what
0: else we I do like, I don't want To be the title of the episode, but I almost feel <laughs> like this whole segment of conversation is like, "Am I the drama? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it me? It me." Yeah. was I always the loudness
1: (laughs) oh okay it was me what are you people saying it's quite quiet it's too quiet for me you want to come on down and they're like nah quiet is good peaceful is nice which I'm simple is nice which is what I'm aiming for but I think just trying to find my feet in that um, has been just like a new new experience
0: yeah oh my gosh that's huge that brings me on to my question that I love to ask my guests which is what is your career teaching you right now? Ooh. Taking a career, a business
1: through, actually, it's not just a business, right? Because even if you're working for somebody else, like you, you, you don't have job security. I think there's an illusion that you have more job security, but you don't. Um, the mm. same with a the business; so they're, they're both run high, like they're high risk. But getting a business through. Um, you know, a recession cost of living, which we're, which we're going through, takes an incredible amount of patience. Um, mm. So my business is really teaching me to be patient with the process of it. And it's also teaching me that you, this is what's actually taught me for a long time, is that you don't have to do everything on your own. Mm. That, that's something that I learned a few months ago that I think, especially when you're starting a business, cause you are doing everything on your own because there's no money to, to get any support. Um, and that took me a while to get into. Cause it's like, wait, I'm paying you a lot more than I'm paying myself. That doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. Do you know what I mean? For oh. a while, for yeah. a while. And then also trying to give like your baby over and your vision, especially mm. when like, Somebody like me, where my vision can change quite a lot. Like my team, bless them. (laughs) My team's got so much smaller now because I had to make cuts because of um, uh, like the the economy at the moment. But before, Mm. yeah, I think I was just like, ah, now I want to do this, and now I want to do that, and they're like, okay, cool. So we we are on that idea from last week, or we're not. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, we are. We just like blend it in. So, um. Uh, which is you know difficult for them I'm sure but bringing people in and that doesn't even mean like bringing a team in necessarily but it just means actually talking to people about your ideas your concerns yes. the amount of business owners that I know that I have talked to you about like I'm like oh things are tight and the people are like mm. I know but how about we do this and how about we do that so I think the power of, of, of actually just being quite honest with where your business is um, yeah it's not always a reflection on you, like, I'm doing everything I can. Um And, yeah, patience, which is then equal to, to patience.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's so much in that. Like, even so i'm recording folks this is not a 90s music video this is a new co-working space with a pod and before we were recording i said you know like i'm moving out of my private office that i was in and i paid a substantial rent and the reason that i decided to move out of that space i've been there six months it was lovely don't get me wrong but essentially i went through an experience with my full-time role where i took redundancy so the logical thing that you do is you go okay let's shrink yeah that's what i've been doing big time and you know, one of the things that I always kind of have as like a little bit of an affirmation slash mantra, but it's like, how does this get to be good? So as mm. much as like I did this morning I saw they'd taken my logo off the door and I was like, Oh my gosh, what <sighs> yeah. are really happening? But my identity isn't attached to that place. Like, yes, yeah. it was a wonderful. Thing. I will forever be proud that my business was at a stage or my overall income was at a stage where I could do this and do it comfortably but this is like a new season and it's like okay I'm yeah. gonna it. Ooh, and this is where it's at and actually I dropped a message to my friend and I was like I literally have signed up for a co-working space around the corner from you so like if you ever want a day where you're not at home come on in and it is that realistic space where it's like, I've spoken to my friend and she's like, can't justify co-working for me right now. But if you're ever somewhere, like I'll do a day or two, because that's the reality of it. You have to make those decisions. Yeah. So that they don't, as to what it is that you want to do, because if you take that money and put it somewhere else and sow it as seed, it's always going to be seed. Like, as far as I'm concerned, me not working from my bedroom creates a different version of me. Don't get me wrong. F- folks listening to this and watching this, who co- do coaching with me, you still get excellent coaching from my bedroom, but it's a different sort of thing. And, you know, yeah. you weigh up. Value is in the expense. It's not just the fact that it is the expense. So, like, yeah. what you're saying, let me reduce the team. And I know that would have been a process of, okay, what can't I live with? What really frees me up? Like, what really, like, is, is giving that extra, extra, extra value? Yeah, um, it's so true. Like, yeah, it's not to identity. Like, am I, you know coachy question what are you making it mean not a damn thing I'm still gonna work outside of my bedroom <laughs> 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 oh but it's yeah it's learning that oh my gosh it's
1: yeah, it, that. it definitely is and like you're so right about like not attaching yourself too much to to the things that we originally thought meant that meant was success um yeah and yeah, I was in a similar position to you. Like when I left my job, I had like a team of four um yeah. freelance, but um, you know, we also did a team oh, and then yeah. like now it's just me and one other. Um yeah, I have I have a talent agent, so she's like a part of my team as well, but um yeah, to go from like leaving that job and like yo yeah I've got a team everything's cool and then to the last couple months be like I can't like I can't I literally physically cannot pay them um because Mm. things things are just shaped things are picking up now but the first three months because of what was happening of course living like budgets were just getting so tight and then I was like I'm gonna have to tighten my budgets and um at first I was a bit like oh what does this mean but actually I'm just doing what every single, I'm doing what the Twitters are doing. I'm doing what Facebook is doing. Do you know what I mean? These big giants, they're doing exactly the same as me um, for the survival of the business. And it's just meant I've streamlined. I've actually streamlined a lot of stuff that I actually mm. might not have needed. Yeah. Um, I've made cuts, which have meant that I'm, the business is you know, financially stable and and, and profitable, mm-hmm. But actually now I'm thinking when I do start to, the profits really start to pick up. Like I actually don't think I need what I thought I needed. So there's always like, there's always like positives that come from it, right? Um, And it just meant I'm now streamlining my output, which is also helping me gain more time for my personal life. So it's all like the ups and downs of running a business, isn't it?
0: And it's learning, like even from like a nerdy point of view of like, Um, I did a lot of work around like sort of embodiment and like being able to sit in this space and go, but I was in this space and in this moment and I survived. Mm. I was in this space to show up for my clients. So what do I really need versus what I want? Mm. And also it's an opportunity to build even more tools around your own resilience. Do you know what I mean? Like even the identity piece, toolkit thing for me straight up like what am I attaching myself to versus what is the actual core and especially for you like what, the work that you do is so mission driven that it's like how do I make decisions that preserve the impact to clients like yeah that's it at the, at the baseline you know you see the blogs all the time where it's like you just need a laptop and like you an internet connection to start a business and it's like yeah yeah OK, I've been privileged to have a few more toys on top of that. But when I get down to it, can I sit face to face with someone or online with someone? Can I tell people what I do on a fairly consistent, consistent is an interesting word for me, but on a fairly consistent basis, can I get the word out? Like, what are the things that I can do? And you're able to be resourceful so that in times of like feast, I guess, if it's like feast, famine or whatever, you're still able to have that foundation and the things that you do add are like kick-ass like
1: mm, yeah.
0: on every pound that goes into this new budget or this new um contractor or whatever that's supporting you yeah yeah it's so true yeah okay. oh we could talk for ages bye. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Where can folks connect with you, um, with your work, like, and your whole journey?
1: Uh, So I put a lot of energy into um, my Instagram, uh, which is just my name, Z-O-E-M-A-L-L-E-T. I'm also on TikTok. As well. Ooh, yeah. Uh which is the same Zoe mallet underscore. Um and then for my like B2B, so the culture consult uh consulting side, mm-hmm. then my LinkedIn is just Zoe Malet Coaching. Um my website is Zoe mallet Coaching as well. So come hit me up. I'm always like looking to expand my network, chat to new people. Um my our Instagram is like a community, so it's for people to chat to one another, mm-hmm. so people to just drop in with whatever is going on for them. So please just give me a little shout
0: yeah a hundred percent and I was going to say that for folks who are listening legit if you follow Zoe on Instagram you are genuinely part of it. like she's it's a conversation like it's not just like she's not shouting at you and like especially where we didn't get into it a ton but like where you are like studying at the moment and you're like mm. you said it yourself umbrella of psychology there's so much that zoe unpacks on instagram and just makes super accessible so like that self-awareness that we were talking about that self-learning that we were talking about right at the top of the episode you can dive into that like dip your toe into it Mm. in a really accessible Mm. way. like that's like follow zoe on instagram because
1: it's that's so sweet. thank you so much
0: Don't forget to reach out with any gems you took away. My DMs and inbox are always open and waiting to hear. And if you liked this episode, you should probably join the crew. So sign up to the Monday memo to get weekly messages that put you back at the center of your ambitious career. With passion-filled musings created to educate and inspire, you'll have everything you need to fuel your ambitious career this year. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.